Blog Talk Radio. Okay, everybody, it's time for Startup Office Hours. I'm Scott Fox. Good to see you all. Sorry for a slight delay there. Technical difficulties. Those internets never work quite as advertised. But here today, we're going to talk about some startups. We're going to talk about startup fundraising, startup uh, strategy, uh, how to build your company into a growth machine that attracts investors, uh, hopefully uh, makes the world a better place, and maybe even makes you wealthy. Not a get-rich-quick show, but uh, I've been at this a long time, and I'm here today to share the benefits of my experience with you about navigating the increasingly complex world of uh, startups. So we're going to talk today for, well, as long as you'll have me, I guess. But we have a bunch of questions from folks uh, from all over the world. I'm going to try to get to those. We have a couple of folks who are going to join us on camera here as well. Um, if you're waiting in the waiting room, maybe you can give me a quick uh, hello. There's a private chat there. Let me know who you are and what your question was about, and we'll try to bring you on camera as soon as I can. I uh, see Eddie and Michael there. If you're tuning in on Facebook or YouTube or um, what else are we talking about? Uh, oh, LinkedIn, of course. A bunch of you are on LinkedIn. We have, there's a chat room, and you're welcome to uh, enter into the chat. Say hello. Tell us where you're from, uh, a little bit about your startup if you want. It's not the place for pitches, but uh, most importantly, I'd love to see you guys in the chat if you can help our callers, right? So if you have ideas that I don't have, that would be great because <laughs> I obviously don't know everything. I'm just here trying to host and curate uh, and share the benefits of my expertise, but uh, I don't know everything by any means, and I know that a lot of you have a lot of experience as well. So thanks for tuning in today. Uh, I'm Scott Fox. The uh, introduction is basically that I do this once a month. I'm a serial internet entrepreneur. I've been doing this for 20 plus years, and uh, I've written a bunch of books about it. Actually, you can see them here uh, in English and many other languages around the world. So welcome to those of you from, uh, I know we had some people from uh, uh, Bangalore and Sydney and um, uh, Berlin, uh, a bunch of different places. So hello to all of you. I know it's a lot of different time zones. I tried to find one in the middle for everybody, but there's no, no one time zone that works worldwide. So thanks for staying up late or getting up early to join us today. And today we're going to talk about, well, my thesis is that a combination of innovation and investment improve the world. And that's all there is to it, right? Um, at least from my point of view. So if you're here today to talk about an innovative idea that you need help with, then you're in the right place. And the goal is to link you with the ideas and strategies and maybe even the connections that you need to raise the money, the investment, to, uh, to put that uh, idea out into the world, to get it out of your head and out into the world so that it can make the world a better place, create jobs, generate some tax revenue, help your local governments and society, all right? So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, if you want to know more about me, um, there's a page on Wikipedia about me, or you can go to scottfox.com anytime, of course. Um, but I should say up front, this is not legal advice. This is not um, uh, financial advice. You should connect, connect with your own qualified advisors in all those areas. Uh, this is just for entertainment purposes only, okay? So just trying to do my part to help, uh, to help you move forward and, and make the world a better place. Um, and also quickly, this is in addition to the monthly accelerator workshops. We run these once a month as well. Those are a smaller group um, that is uh, private, um, tends to be 20, 30, 40 people, entrepreneurs around the world. And it's, again, the, the topic is your question, and I moderate those discussions. That's much more of a peer group coaching thing. Great, great thing. We've been doing those for three, four years now. 
And uh, one of the few benefits of the pandemic has been that we do them by Zoom now instead of here in Southern California. And that means that we get people from all over the world. So lots of interesting expertise and lots of people helping each other in building the relationships that lead to the fundraising that I know is on uh, everybody's mind. So uh, let's get going here on uh, our topics. Let's see here. Okay, so we've got two folks in the chat room. Um, okay, Michael and Eddie. Excellent. Okay, those good guys. Okay, we'll bring you on in a second. If anybody else is watching, let me just change our caption here. Um, here's a couple of disclaimers real quick. Uh, we are recording this. Uh, oh, invite your friends right now. If you're watching, especially on YouTube, that's an easy one to find, youtube.com slash scottfox. Come and tell your friends that we're doing this, and we're happy to take questions live from all over the world. And um, let's see, there's the uh, not qualified legal or financial advice. <laughs> and what was I looking for, though? Uh, oh, other folks. Okay, so if you want to join me on camera, you can try this, uh, bit.ly slash masterminds on camera link. And it's a highly encrypted link, but we'd be, I'd be happy to talk to you if you have a legit and interesting question to share uh, with the audience and with me, and I'll do my best to help you, okay? So let's get going here. We're going to invite, uh, let's see, let me look at those questions again, guys. Who's uh, Michael and Eddie? Uh, well, let's start with Michael. Okay, are you ready, Michael? I see you've got your camera. Let's start with that. That's a nice general question. Now, let me work the magic here. This is a very high-tech system I've got here. Hold on so I don't break anything. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, and folks, go in the chat room, too, if you want to chime in. Let's see. Let's try this. We're going to turn Eddie's camera on. There he is. Welcome, Eddie. Excellent. Okay, so Eddie's here. Where are you from, Eddie? Uh, this is Michael, actually. Oh, sorry, Michael. Okay. Sorry, Michael, yes. Michael, where are you from? Hi, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, okay, you're right nearby then. Okay, well, we could do this in real time. Yep. All right, <laughs> excellent. Okay, so thanks for being with me. Everybody listen to, what, uh, to Michael's question here, and if you have ideas also, please share them in the chat room, and uh, let, it, let it rip there. Uh, Michael, what's on your mind? Sure, yeah, so I, I'm just starting out, and um, I uh, come from you know, a corporate background. I've had a bunch of different jobs. I'm basically transitioning now to uh, an entrepreneurial career, um, but I don't necessarily have a massive network of angel investors or VCs that I already know. Um, so I've started to reach out to people on LinkedIn, um, you know, through webinars like this, trying to network my way around. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, especially, you know, with the cold outreach, I know it's not the most effective way, so I'm looking for feedback and ideas on, you know, what's the most effective way to, to, to meet new people in the investment community, and also not just for feedback, of course, but also to actually pitch them. <laughs> exactly, right. Okay, cool. Well, that's a very common question and a good one. Uh, we all start, the thing to remember, just so you don't get demoralized, it's a long road. And I'm not just talking to you. I don't know how long you've been at this, Michael. We just met. But everybody, listen, it's a long road. Uh, I remember last month we had a young woman who was very discouraged because her, um, her app idea had not been invested in yet. And I asked the question, well, how many people have you talked to? Well, she'd only talked to four people, right? So, I mean, you can't, you can't nothing's going to happen with four people, right? So everybody, you, this is, a, this is a, a marathon, not a sprint, right? The media loves to make it sound like you, you know, go out to a couple coffee meetings and then you meet somebody and they write you a check and then you go public like six weeks later. That's just not how it happens. It's a long road. And this is the heart of Michael's question, really. It's really about relationships. So that's one of the reasons I do this show is because I'm trying to let more people um, learn and get a little bit on the inside, right? Because the world of venture capital traditionally has been so clubby that people just kind of understandably, right? You, you, 
you hang out with people that you know and that are like you and you and you want to write checks to people that went to the same college you went to and so on and it, it kind of makes sense we all like to hang out with people that we're comfortable with but that means that it's just it gets incestuous right and inbred um, and really I think the goal for what I'm doing with my books and these podcasts and so forth is is to um, help more people understand how the game is played so that we can open up uh, the relationships and, and that's really what what uh, the heart of Michael's question is so okay enough uh, lecture um, you're doing it right uh, that's what you do right you you go out you find some people on LinkedIn um, you uh, send out some cold email um, you network your way into it just as if you were looking for a job so I think you know that but so let's get a little more specific so for anybody especially if you're new to this uh, I wanted to get all that on the table because it takes time um, everybody, every investor has different criteria that they don't disclose and which may change from week to week, right? Depending, you know, that another deal just went through, so now they're out of money or their uh, competitor just got funded, so now they want to invest in you more or less. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, right? People tend to think of investors as kind of like a bank, right? The bank is always open, and if you want to get a mortgage for your house or your car, a car loan, you walk in and they look at your credit score and they give you the money, right? That's not how venture capital works. Venture capitalists and angel investors like myself, we have assets and we have a plan for how we're going to dis disperse them, right? But that plan can be impacted. Like the stock market suddenly crashes. Hey, I don't have as much money to invest anymore. <laughs> right? it, it changes the game, right? And this is true for big firms as well. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts and you just can't take it personally. They are looking for things and they won't always tell you what they're looking for. And the other part that's maddening is they'll never, they never say no. They always want to drag you along in case you turn into something amazing, right? So even if your idea is stupid, you're probably not going to get a clear no from pretty much anybody, which is really frustrating. Does any of this sound familiar yet, Michael? Uh, yeah, well, the, the, clear, the clear no's, I think there's a couple of, of people that have, that have said, oh, you know, you're too, you're too early stage for us. Oh, good. Um, but so it's, it's still on a hard note. It's just like, yeah, you know, like, uh, well, let's see a little bit more, and then, right. then maybe we can talk more. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, and if they have said even that much, that's great, because a lot of times they're, they'll just drag you along forever. But um, Okay, so what do you do? So all that is, like, that's the setting the table. So what do you do to get around that? Well, the first thing is to focus on the relationships, not the money. The relationships are what drive the deal. So I think you're doing this right, but everybody else that's listening as well. And, again, chat, chime in the chat room if you have uh, better ideas or additional things that I missed uh, for Michael and for each other. Um, you focus on the relationship. So the best way to build relationships, and it's been really tough this last year or so, is in person. So I would go to events. The most likely investors are probably people in your region, right? And you're in Los Angeles. There's lots of investors. Um, you need to get there and, like, shake their hands and look them in the eye. Well, I don't know if we shake hands anymore. No, we fist bump or, <laughs> or elbows or something, right? And it's hard with a mask on, too, if you're masking, right? But um, – Getting there and building that eye-to-eye -eye human contact, we're all wired that way, and there's just no substitute, unfortunately, um, which makes it really hard on those of you who don't live in Los Angeles, right? If you're in Topeka, Kansas, like how many angel investors are there? I, I don't know, probably not many, uh, or especially if you're overseas uh, in a market that isn't as familiar with venture capital. So first of all, you go uh, build the relationships, and here's, here's an insight that somebody told me a while back. I wish I could remember who because I think it's a good one. Investors don't invest in points, they invest in lines. So what I mean by that is, hold on, let me grab a piece of paper. Um, if you meet somebody once, hold on, I'm grabbing a pen. This, is, it, this will become clearer as soon as I do it. If you meet somebody once, 
you have one point, right? Whoop, where's the camera? Okay. So they only know that much about you. So what you need to do is you need to meet them again and again. And if over that time, consistently, you've been a reputable person who has his or her head on straight, your business hopefully has some progress you can talk about, they start to see a pattern, right? And they're going to invest in that line. And if you don't give them enough dots, then they don't care because they don't know you, right? It's really, really like dating, right? <laughs> it really is. And you need to go on a bunch of dates before you get married. And that's the way they look at this because none of them have unlimited money. They have uh, very limited pocketbooks, even though they're much bigger pocketbooks than, than yours or mine personally. Um, they have to make choices and they have to justify them to their partners and to their investors. So um, a friend of mine once said, um, you, before you go fundraising, you go friend raising. And that would be my recommendation, right? Um, I want to steal that and use it as a book title or something. But, but yeah, go make friends. That's the idea. You've got to meet a bunch of people um, and build relationships over time. And this is all kind of, I'm sorry, but it's kind of obvious, right, once I say it. But that's, that's what it takes. Um, okay, so what else? Am I helping or is this, is this useful? Or? Yeah, yeah. No, that's helpful. It's, it's like, like you said, it's, it's good to hear from somebody else. Like, yeah, you get to go get out there and then talk to people and it's going to take some time. Yeah. Um, so that's good to hear. So, but what about, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm on LinkedIn, for example, I'm reaching out to people, I mean, it's relatively straightforward to identify investors. Um, I mean, with the friend raising aspect, uh, it's kind of what, what do you, what, how do you approach somebody um, who's clearly an investor? You're clearly there to like, you know, ask for money essentially. Yep. Um, but what do you do to sort of start that conversation and start and start, you know, Good. creating those dots that they that yeah. they see, uh, as opposed to just like diving in and saying, hey, are you interested in this investment opportunity? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that is the way to do it, but the answer is just not immediately. Yeah. No, no, you're right. This is, this is perfect. You're asking, you, you and I should take this on the road. We got, you're, you're giving me the perfect questions because that's what I'm, I forgot to say, which is here, here's another aphorism that you hear in investor circles or when people that coach startups a lot like I do. Uh, if you ask for money, you'll get advice. But if you ask for advice, you might get money. So that's what I would do. You don't ask for money. Anybody that has money knows what you're doing, right? This is like a, a pretty girl in the bar. Everybody wants to talk to her. She knows what you want to do. This is not a surprise. She's in the bar or, or, the, or a handsome guy. I don't mean to be sexist, but, you know, everybody knows what's going on. So if you walk right up and say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Investor, you know, I need a million bucks, you know, hey, man, you know, buy me a drink at least. Jeez, come on. Um, you know, back off. So um, go and ask for advice. And then you want to demonstrate over time um, those points. And these don't all have to be face-to-face. -face. A lot of them can be uh, by email or by Zoom, right? And um, this my uh, high-tech diagram here that I spent hours producing. Um, you know, each one of these points, you know, one of these is going to be face-to-face. -face, and that's the best way to, to start an, uh, a relationship. And it may not even be the first one. You know, you might have met them uh, on a Zoom call or seen them speak on a panel or something, and you start with an email. At some point, ideally, you you meet face to face, but these days maybe not. But um, what I was going to say is that you ask by asking for advice and then giving updates, you build the relationship. So again, back to the the dating analogy, you're never going to get money on the first date. Um, but what you can do is build a relationship so that they're interested in hearing from you, and that's your goal as an entrepreneur. With every contact, whether it's LinkedIn or it's Zoom or it's face to face at an in person event, is to get to the next date, which is that when you're in when your email lands in their inbox. Oh, 
oh, it's Michael. Yeah, I wonder what he's up to. Because I remember him. And I've seen him a couple times. And, let, and then you send them little updates, right? And you don't send a whole great, you know, movie script. You just say, you know, hey, you remember that company, my company we talked about three weeks ago? Well, we just signed our first customer, you know, and it's looking really good, and I appreciated your time. Goodbye, right? And then three weeks later, wow, you know, we got our second customer or whatever it is. You know, we hired a, a lead engineer or we, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like little pings, and you're trying to create those dots over time. Um, so that the person has some sense of you that isn't just, hi, can you give me money? Because that's not fun for anybody. Um, so, okay, so what's Robert said in there, this is definitely useful. Oh, good. Thanks, Robert. Nice to meet you. And Satyanda says, hi, everybody. Hi. Where are you guys from? Robert and Satyendra. Where are you guys from? Put that in the chat room. I'd be curious. Um, okay, well, I could talk about this all day. We've got Michael and William are both also waiting. Um, I wanted to say one more thing, though, that, uh, Michael, that might help you a lot uh, and is the major mistake that people at the early stage make, which is um, thinking that all investors are alike. And I already talked about that, how, you know, invest, we're, we're not like banks. We have other pressures. Um, but the other thing you can do to save yourself a lot and greatly increase your hit rate is to research the investors a lot. So just because somebody has venture capital in their title uh, on her LinkedIn profile doesn't mean that she invests in what you want to do, right? You might be an early stage uh, robotics company, but she and she is a venture capitalist, but she invests in late stage software, right? I mean, totally different worlds. It may not seem that way to you because you just want the money, but for her, that's a different job. That's a different company. She's not interested at all. So you can do yourself a great service and save a lot of time and greatly increase your hit rate and therefore your confidence by talking to people who are interested. And people, um, people take the easy way. They kind of spray and pray, right? They send out a bunch of emails. They hit the contact link on all the VC firms they can find and just send stuff and hope something's going to show up. It's not. There's just way too, you know, even I'm, I'm not a firm. I'm just a guy. But I get more than I can handle, right? And imagine what it's like if you're a big name, you're Sequoia or, or you know, Benchmark or uh, Tiger Global or some of these big guys, right? They're getting hammered you know, like hundreds probably a day of pitches. So that is not going to work, full stop. So you've got to figure out how to target so that if you are going to send in something random-ish, um, it's premeditated, right? Like it's more like, uh, dear Jennifer, I see that, uh, you know, you specialize in early stage robotics. Uh, well, it turns out I have an early stage robotics company. What a coincidence, right? And you do early stage. Well, it turns out we're only looking for 250 grand. And uh, by the way, you know, here's da 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 right? You, you got to build those bridges so that um, they have some idea that you have um, done more than spray and pray and that, that you might be worth talking to. All right. Is that useful? I did all the talking there, Michael. You... <laughs> okay. Good. Well, I hope that's helpful, and I hope for everybody else, too. That's how it works these days. It's just not a uh, – luck plays a part of it, but it's not like, you know, there's still this media myth of, like, hey, you walk into this random Starbucks, and this person in line next to you turns out to be wealthy, and then they give you money, and, wow, it's magic, right? It, it's work. Uh, it's a sales job. Uh, and that's – for any of you who are early-stage founders, you got to think about this. You know, if you're a product person, this is a sales job. So – if you want to do the product and you need a partner who is a sales-ish person, right, who can watch the money because it's really hard to do both. But that's another topic. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Michael. I uh, hope to see you again. Our next uh, Masterminds uh, Accelerator Workshop is August 11th. 
Uh, and uh, happy to give you a free ticket since you were brave enough to come on camera with me. Uh, if you want to email us, happy oh, yeah, to sure. happy to see you there. And you're in, in my time zone, so it'd be easy for you to join us on the 11th. <laughs> sure. Cool. All right, Thanks. so you're welcome. Nice to meet you. So next up, we're going to do keep moving here. Um, we've got, I think, uh, Eddie was going to be next, and uh, Mario. Oh, hey, Mario, nice to meet you. Um, if you could put in the chat room, there's a private chat, Mario. Uh, just type in a little bit what you want to talk about, and I'll try to work you into this, this uh, conversation. And, um, okay, hold on here. There we go. Uh, hang on here. Too many, too many buttons here. Okay, I'm trying to, oh, I know what it is. There you go, Michael. There we go. All right, there we go. <laughs> okay, so let me just check the chat room. Chat room says, uh, I'm part of an early stage robotics are recommendations of investors. Okay, good. Riley, how do you stay compliant to general solicitation? That's a good one. Robert from London, company, quite refreshing spin on what you're constantly told. Good, great, Robert, glad to help you. You know, it's interesting, Robert. Um, I have... My approach constantly gets that feedback from the UK. There's something about the California American entrepreneurship, I don't know, gene that I have or something, that my books, I get emails from people from England all the time that I'm, um, I don't know what the word is, like wildly ambitious or something. <laughs> it always surprises people from the UK. So I'd love to hear more about what, what you are told and what I'm doing differently because I, I, I hope it's helpful. Okay. So um, where did oh, no Eddie? Okay, Eddie left. Okay, so let's go back here to yeah. So Mario, can you tell me what you can you you got the high in there? Tell me a little bit what you want to talk about before I bring you on camera, if you don't mind. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, um, sorry, this chat room is moving faster than I can see it. Let me scroll up. Okay, so Riley's question. What's your approach to scaling it? How, do you do mass outreaches? So um, I'm not sure what the it is in that sentence, Riley. If you could chime in again, scaling what? Your um, fundraising, I guess. Oh, and then you're saying, if you, how do you stay compliant to general solicitation? Okay, so scale. Okay, yes. So you are talking about fundraising, I think. Uh, thank you, Maria. Okay, you'll, I'll bring you on in a second, Maria. Okay, so Riley, so how do you scale this? Um, well, it would help to know what, where are you from, Riley, because the laws are different around the world. If you can just type in real quick, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to presume you're in the United States. Um, the United States, the fact is that there used to be a lot of scary laws about that you couldn't solicit to raise money for your startup. You're only supposed to talk to, um, to uh, accredited investors or investment professionals like, um, you know, like venture capital firms and stuff. And that is certainly uh, still true. I mean, it, it, well, it's, it's, it's true, but it's not the only game in town because the laws have changed a lot. Um, the Jobs Act and all this crowdfunding stuff that's going on, uh, I'm not an expert in this stuff. Again, this is not legal advice, et cetera. Uh, but the fact is you can kind of talk to anybody these days, honestly. I mean, you shouldn't. You should talk to a lawyer. I'm, I'm not giving legal advice, okay? But really, who's going to stop you, right? The SEC is busy with much bigger things to do um, and if you are trying to do a legitimate offering, especially if you're doing like a regulation um, crowd CF uh, crowdfunding thing, you go through one of the portals like Start Engine or WeFunder or um, Net Capital or Title Three, those kind of folks. Um, you can get your stuff out very widely, and there's very little, uh, as far as I can tell, enforcement, frankly, about um, prohibiting people from soliciting investments. That's just the honest truth. So I'm not recommending that you do something illegal, but honestly, I don't 
think it's a big deal anymore. Um, so staying compliant, that's what that means, folks who aren't familiar with that, that language, staying compliant means abiding by the laws, right? Um, now, if you are have a larger company, you have more capital at risk, or you have a license of some sort, like you're an attorney or a, a FINRA registered broker or something, you might have to be a little more careful, right? But if you're the typical entrepreneur that reads my books and you've got an idea and you're hot for it and you just want to go make some noise, then I think you can go make some noise <laughs> these days. It, it, that's just how it works. Um, so to scale that um, is, uh, that's another discussion, I guess. I don't get on to Mario here. Okay, so Mario is going to join us. Let's see here. Who we got here? Mario. I got to turn the camera on here. There he is. Hi, Mario. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. Can you listen? Yes, I can hear you. Where are you coming from? Perfect. I'm from Brazil, Sao Paulo. Oh, excellent. Are you there today? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. Excellent. I'm glad this reached you then. Um, oh, so your question. So, yeah, my question is, uh, I'm uh, the founder of Easy Movie. Easy Movie is a platform, uh, it's a marketplace that connects companies to video producers. So we have a great video, video producers community uh, in Brazil, and hundreds of projects hired to our platform from institutional videos, animated videos, events, uh, tutorials, video classes. So every kind of video can be hired through Easy Movie with video makers. And I started it alone. Uh, we have, as, as I told you, hundreds of projects. We have volume, but I couldn't increase the team yet. And now I have another co-founder with me. So we, we are two working on Easy Movie. Uh, and my question is, uh, it is low. Uh, at the beginning, I tried to uh, look for investment. And I, once I was alone, it, it was a, a bad uh, characteristic on, check, on investors' checklist. So I stopped looking for investment and continued on bootstrap, and that's my doubt. Do you think should I now continue on bootstrapping or go look for investment? So uh, my doubt is, because once I'm in a lean startup, the question is I put my focus my effort on trying trying to find the best marketing marketing strategy like outbound strategy or inbound strategy, yeah. or should they focus on investment? Right. Okay. Let me great. That congratulations on your progress. That sounds exciting. Um, where are you looking for investment in Brazil or here in the states or anywhere? In Brazil. In Brazil. Okay. I so okay. So I have to say I don't know the venture market in Brazil at all. Um, I, it's my goal. It's a, Brazil is a country I have not been to yet, so maybe someday we'll, we'll change that together. But um, so I can give you advice based on the U.S. Do you think that will be helpful? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, so the timing of uh, raise. Well, so do you have any revenue yet? Are you making money? Yeah. Yeah. We the money is increasing. We are great. Great. And it, are you profitable? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Well, that's that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> that makes should make it a lot easier. Excellent. Um, okay. Well, um, I think the trick is to find people that are interested in that sector, right? Um, that's a very specific sector, backing video um, video production. It sounds like a platform, kind of a marketplace. Is that the idea? Yes, it's a marketplace. The idea is not only connect 
uh, companies to be the producers, but all, uh, also offer tools okay. uh, to facilitate the experience. So we have a script and storyboard tool, uh, operation management tools, so tools that facilitate the communication between clients and producers. Uh-huh. Excellent. So we have the marketplace, that's the main business model, and we launched it, we, we, we released the second product, that's the script and storyboard tool, that is a SaaS, and we have a subscription model with more than seven uh, sub subscribers, uh, active subscribers. Great. Um, well, that's, that's, so we have these two products. Yeah, that's very clever. Good, good for you guys. That's exciting. Um, okay, well, so the time to raise money is ideally is never, right? If you can bootstrap it forever, that's great um, because then you own it. So if you can avoid raising money, that's always the best answer. The media loves to make raising money sound like the goal, but raising money is like that's the wrong thing to do if you're an owner, right? Except, as you know, to fuel the growth, right? So if you are at an inflection point, where your company is doing well enough, and it sounds like you are, so congratulations, that's really, that's exciting, um, that adding money will then accelerate the growth, that's the time, right? But it's not the time if you're just going to spend that money on more infrastructure, more tools, more software, more stuff that doesn't make money. And I say that not because that's like my philosophy, it's because most investors these days, at least in the States, like I said, I don't know Brazil, um, they want to give money for something that's already proven that's going to accelerate the growth. These days in Silicon Valley, the pitch more often is about the growth strategy than actually the product or the idea because markets are so crowded that um, getting people's attention is the hard part. You may have the best idea in history. You could cure cancer, but if you can't get it out there with all the competition, then it's useless, right? So the go-to-market mm -hmm. strategy is really the key. So I would be looking at your numbers and really as an investor and, and you as a CEO, you know, looking at the numbers like, okay, if we had, well, how much money are you thinking about raising? Just roughly. Uh, for a plan of one year would be great. One million reais. A million. Okay. Oh, reals. Oh, so how much is that in dollars? Uh, it would be two, 200,000 200, $200, dollars okay. or something more. Than okay. So that's not a lot of money for a venture capital firm. At least in the United States, you're going to find very few firms that will actually do that. That's too small. Uh, I don't know about Brazil. Um, so you'd be looking more at angel investors. Uh, and $200,000, honestly, if you're running revenue, if you've got revenue, I would think, again, I just met you, so I don't know. This is not official advice, but um, that's not enough to be worth the trouble. If you have revenue um, and you're going to distract yourself to go and try to raise money, I think your time would be better spent building up the customers and, and showing you have revenue and not raising money or raise like 500 or 700 or a million dollars, right? In US dollars anyway, um, so that you have enough to really run. Because with $200,000, I'm an investor, I'm immediately thinking, okay, if you raise $200,000, unless you have some specific milestone that that's gonna get you to, you're gonna need more money in like, four months, right? In which case you're back on the treadmill of trying to raise money again, yes. right? And if I'm investing in you, I want to see you working on the product and making money, not out raising money, right? Raising money is not a job from the investor's point of view. They want that finished. So 
I would really be thinking about um, either eliminating the raise or raise, increasing the raise and really looking at a milestone that you could work backwards from. For example, if you say, you know, if we had $500,000, we would be able to sign up this, you know, 50 customers that generate this amount of revenue, right? Or some kind of clear equation, right? Or if we had $500,000, we could hire two more engineers and uh, license this other tech that we need, something specific, right? But then this is where most entrepreneurs get stuck. They stop. They don't even do that, but then they need to tie it to revenue. So I can't tell you how many business plans I've seen that uh, everybody, I don't this is a template somewhere that I want to destroy on the internet, but people have all these slides and at the end there's a pie chart and it says use of funds. And you know what the use of funds says every damn time? It says uh, 30% on marketing, 30% on engineers, and uh, 60% on staff and administrative costs or something like that. And the, the percentages may vary, but it's basically saying we're going to spend your money. Well, no shit you're going to spend our money. That's why you're here, right? What I want to know is what do we get for the money, right? So if you give me $500,000, okay, it's going to be spent 20% on this and 37% on that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But what is that going to lead to in terms of revenue? So for your pitch and your discussions with investors, maybe you've done this already. I'm, I'm doing most of the talking here. I apologize. But if you can show them an equation like that, and this is for Michael, too, if he's still listening, um, that's what investors want to see these days. And say, okay, you, I will just assume you have a good company. I'm not even going to worry about that. What I want to know is if you take my money, how are you going to get out to a lot more people who want to buy this thing? And that's going to translate into revenues and ideally profits. That's the piece that's the hard part these days. Not the product is so cool. It has these features. There's this problem in the market that we're going to solve, all of which is required, but that just kind of has to be a given these days. I want to see the yeah. end, the end part, right? Okay, I give you the money. What we put money in the machine? What comes out, right? Is that helpful? Yeah. Is that helpful? Yes, it's helpful. But the challenge because we are increasing volume, but we don't know yet the main strategy, uh, the, the perfect machine that that I should that I would yeah. uh, tell to investors. So, for example, if I invest on Google Ads or if I invest on Outbound yeah. or if I invest. So uh, we are receiving clients from different channels. And I think the challenge is discover the best, uh, the best one. Yeah. So, so I think uh, I, I need to discover it before to look for investor and show this equation. Yeah. Uh, great. I think that's exactly right. So if you have whatever your budget is, I mean time and money, say you have 100 hours in the next two months or whatever, and you have $10,000 or $100,000 without raising money, I mean, whatever you have available, I would, I would use that to figure out that question, right? Which of those channels is working for you? I would resist the urge to build more features in your tools or things that are internal, right, or hire more engineers. Because the relationship for between your company and the customers is is the game, right? So uh, I don't know your background, but a lot of founders are product-driven people, and I'm I used to be this way too. That's why I, I'm sensitive to this, right? It's very likely, and I don't know you, but other people listening, it's very likely you 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 don't want to go out and talk to investors, or you want to go tweak the website or or add some more code over here, or build this new feature. That's not going to change the game. Investors actually 
They don't really care that much. They want to know the customers love this thing so much they're buying it and they're telling their friends. That's what will get you money if, if you need money. All right. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome. Nice to meet you. Hope to see you again. And you too, if you want to email me, um, can join us on uh, the 11th um, uh, for the next uh, Masterminds. Sorry, this. There you can see it. The uh, Startup Accelerator Workshop is August 11th. Uh, so we do a whole bunch of folks, like uh, talented guys like Mario and Michael here, and, and ladies too, of course. Um, and we'd be happy to see any of you that are watching. Let me put that Chiron up here. There's the uh, Earl for that if anybody wants to join us there. Okay, cool. So this is going well. We're almost 40 minutes in already. Okay. Well, um, let me check in the chat room. Um, let's see here. Um, Robert's from London. Riley's from Phoenix. Okay, cool. Um, Dylan is part of an early stage robotics startup. Recommendations for angels or other investors to talk to? Well, that's a totally legit question, Dylan. So Dylan's asking where can he, I don't know if it's he or she, uh, looking for angels or investors to talk to for an early stage robotics startup. I have no idea. Um, but Google is your friend and LinkedIn is your friend. That's, that is the only answer these days. Um, there are some other services. Uh, and you can hire people that supposedly know this stuff. I've never met one of them that actually delivered, <laughs> but that may just be me. Um, you just got to dig down and research it. There's, there's not an easy answer for that, unfortunately, Dylan. Um, but LinkedIn is a great place to start. Um, actually, you know what? I, I will give you a couple quick tips now that I, you got my brain working here. The best way to find, and this is really useful, actually. I'm glad you brought this up, Dylan. The best way to find investors for your startup is to find investors who invested in your competitors. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but you want to find people that have already demonstrated an interest in your sector and your stage, meaning you know robotics or advertising or AI or blockchain or whatever your sector is, and then stage, meaning pre-seed, seed, series A. You want to find people that play in this space. And then if you find a couple of those competitors, they often will say, either on their website or if you just Google, you know, company's name and investors or funding, you can find old press releases and stuff and figure out who their investors were. Now, those investors may not be good investors for you because they already invested in this competitor. But the odds are that, um, that most competitors are not direct competitors, right? They're probably, you know, they may overlap 50% or something, right? Or that may have been three or five or eight years ago too, right? So they are at a different stage now. So you are still um, in good stead if you find investors who are interested in this sector. That's all I'm saying. This is a way to shortcut finding who's interested in your area. And it's a manual process. You just got to go and dig. And the best way, actually this is back to Michael's suggestion, the best way to meet investors, if you identify somebody um, who was uh, – interested in your stage and all this, et cetera, et cetera, you, you've made friends with them to get an introduction to somebody really good, is not to go directly to the investor, but go to the founders of the companies they invested in. All right? Are you following me here? So say you find a firm that you like, a VC firm, and then you want to um, talk to them. But if you go in cold, like we talked about, you're probably not going to get very far. So go and look at their portfolio find some companies that are similar, find the founders of those companies on LinkedIn, and then message them and say, hi, you know, hey, Jennifer, uh, you know, I'm Susan, and I've got this company. You know, it's, it's not a competitor of yours, but, you know, it's kind of similar, and it seems pretty cool. 
can we have coffee or can I have a chat with you? And then maybe you can work that into a relationship where that founder will then call or email or Zoom or whatever the investor, right? And that's who investors really like to hear from. They take those calls all the time from their own portfolio company founders. That, that's their job to take those calls, right? So if you can get that introduction as opposed to coming in the front door, you kind of come in the side window through a company and a person that they've already placed a big bet on, you're going to get much better reception to uh, your introduction and your uh, building of relationship. Okay, so hopefully that's useful, Dylan. Nadine says, looking to use LinkedIn to poll opinions on post-COVID office wellness. Any suggestions before we launch product? Uh, I'm not sure if you're asking for suggestions about the product or the LinkedIn poll, uh, but honestly, either of those I don't know that much about. But um, anybody in the chat rooms there, please uh, please uh, chime into Nadine Sino, C-I-N-O. Uh, and you're all welcome to put in your LinkedIn's in there and talk to each other, right? What I'm really trying to do with this is to build relationships and networks of people that think alike, right? That want to do this and can help each other because none of us can do this alone. Entrepreneurship is definitely a team sport. Um, okay, let me keep going down here. Um, let's see. Riley says, I raised a million last month for a 506B and it was a bloodbath. So much. Okay, so 506B is a, you're getting, a, that's pretty technical. That's a, a fundraising exemption in the uh, SEC laws, regulations, something like that. And uh, Riley's saying, uh, looks like a he. I can't tell from your little tiny picture there, Riley. But anyway, uh, a bloodbath. Uh, so much work. Totally. Um, yeah, there's no, <laughs> no way to sugarcoat that, right? There is so much paperwork involved. Any of you, this is another reason actually back to, uh, I think it was Mario's uh, point, uh, the point I made with Mario's. If you don't have to raise money, don't. <laughs> it's such a nightmare. You will not be able to work on your company for months. And that's if it goes well, right? Uh, at the end of that, hopefully you get, you know, a million dollars like Riley did. But um, it is not for the faint of heart. Um, and good attorneys are a really good uh, asset and valuable. And if any of you need attorneys, by the way, I'm happy to make recommendations um, uh, that, that do this kind of stuff and are good at it. All right. Uh, Sumant says, um, let's see. Oh, Dylan's following up there. Thanks for the advice. Recommendations, high-risk, high-reward startups raising capital. Um, high-risk, high-reward. Well, I would go, Dylan, I would go and look on um, the crowdfunding portals. Uh, I was talking to some, a friend that uh, works for WeFunder a couple weeks ago, and they're doing a lot of business-to-business business deals now, too, meaning uh, angel and uh, VC-type deals on the crowdfunding portals. Because of the very paperwork issue that you're talking about, uh, they're streamlining the workflow for the fundraising for early-stage founders, and you can find a lot of great deals out there. Uh, on the crowdfunding portals. Um, they're not just for direct-to-consumer, you know, popular brands anymore. Uh, and then AngelList is great. Uh, I'm uh, part of a couple other funds. I mean, there's a lot of places to spend your money these days if you want to. Um, um, okay, so Sumant. Sumant Chandra. Hey, Sumant. Nice to meet you. Please tell us where you're from, Sumant. I'd be curious to hear. I always like to know where our marketing is working. I'm working on a new age space engine, space and satellite industry. Can you please give a suggestion how to pitch my innovation to investors? Okay, um, I can try. I don't know much about space, I have to say, um, but I do know enough to say that um, space is hardware, right? Which means that you need capital. Um, so to pitch that to investors, uh, honestly, I'm mostly a software guy, so I don't have specific 
recommendations? I mean, I can let me think a second here, but I would review the stuff I've been talking about for the last 45 minutes. Um, the same rules will apply in terms of building relationships. Uh, people want to invest and do business with those they know, like, and trust, that kind of old uh, maxim that you hear. Um, for hardware in particular, it's challenging because you don't have anything until you have prototypes, right? And real prototypes, especially something significant like space tech, uh, you're going to need real money to real materials and, and, and production facilities. So um, there are people that do that. I'm particularly interested in where you're located, Samantha, if you want to uh, chime in, because uh, in the United States, at least, a lot of that is backed by the government. And there are tons of grants um, from the military in particular, of course, for space type tech or any kind of tech, really, um, anything that could be useful to the armed forces, uh, and not necessarily in combat roles, but also in, you know, logistics and supply management and uh, even feeding and clothing the troops, right? There's lots and lots of needs that the uh, military has, and they have a pretty extensive grant programs that um, any of you could uh, apply for. And I don't know uh, where you're located, like I said, Samantha, but if you are in the U.S., that's a pretty good, uh, a pretty good bet, at least as a place to start. Uh, and there are accelerators also that, that certainly um, track on and fund uh, and support space uh, sort of things. Uh, I just am not a – let's see. So let me check into this chat room here. Um, let's see. I think I'm kind of caught up here. So, all right, well, we're going to head into the final minutes here. So if you have uh, questions or uh, suggestions, also welcome. Um, but uh, particularly questions you'd like my help with, I'm here to, here to help, here to serve if I can. Um, we've covered a bunch of material here. Uh, I want to also let you know that um, I'm just looking at my notes here, sorry. Um, so like I said, August 11th is the next one of these, and these are a lot of fun. Um, you can, um, let's see. Oh, there's a, if you are interested in this kind of advice, there's over 100 episodes of my podcast, 100-plus videos on YouTube. I've been doing this for a long time, <laughs> trying to help as many of you as I can. Uh, worldwide to get in on part of the innovation economy. Um, I run, let's see, there's my LinkedIn. That's not the link I was looking for. Oh, there it is. Okay, so Startup Council. So I started this this organization, really a nonprofit called the Startup Council. And just like I give the profits from my books go to charity. Uh, and this is an organization I started to help you guys. So if you're on LinkedIn, please come and follow this group. I'm determined to help as many people as we can do more of this. Uh, and share the knowledge that I learned uh, by going to school at uh, Stanford and hanging out in Silicon Valley for a long time and raising money for my own companies. Um, and I'd like to ask for your help, if you don't mind, if you're listening and finding this useful, uh, please like and share and comment. And like and share and comment on each other's likes and share and comments as well. That drives the algorithms. I don't do any marketing for this show other than posting it on LinkedIn and meet up in a few places. So if this is useful to you, pay it forward a little. I'd really appreciate it and, and let other people know about it and follow us and blah, 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 right? <laughs> so you guys all know the drill. So um, if there aren't any more questions, good. We're almost just here at the hour mark. Happy to help all of you. And um, let me check my notes one more time. Yeah, okay. So that's it for today, I think. So thanks very much for joining me. I'm Scott Fox. I'm from the Startup Council. I'm the CEO of the Startup Council and uh, an angel investor and author and the guy who's generally trying to help uh, all the entrepreneurs around the world uh, make the world a little bit better and more profitable place and a more equitable place along the way. I appreciate you joining me. And like I said, like and share and comment. I appreciate hearing from you. And I look forward to seeing you again next month, um, which is the fourth Tuesday of the month.
same time, same channel. And um, other than that, go out there, have a great time, and please come and uh, join our other events. Oh, join the uh, join the email list, and we can uh, we can um, you know follow up that way. Uh, and you can find me at scottfox.com anytime. Look forward to seeing you all again.